All right, Tim Lawson with Mark Duvall. Mark, are you ready for another episode of Better Viewing? It's been a little while. Uh, well, let me ask you this, Tim. Yeah. Uh, do you have any plans to release our previous episode to the feed? Oh, that's a great what question. Was it, like six months ago. Yeah. I even bugged you about it when we were in Biloxi. <laughs> hey, when are you going to drop the, the episode? When was Biloxi? It was Biloxi was in, in, in beginning of May, I believe. Come yeah. On. yeah. See if I'd released it at the begin- if I released it at- in Biloxi, it would have been uh, it would have been an acceptable amount of uh, of yeah delay. that yeah. was just, oh, okay you know it's- <laughs> but now so what so we're about to record another episode you're gonna drop the previous one and then just drop this one right after uh, no I, I will uh, before before I drop the new one uh, talking about Snatch I will drop the Blackjack Day episode okay um, even though I don't think you need to, it don't, doesn't need to be Blackjack Day to enjoy the episode it was really good talk about Blackjack scenes in the movies yeah that's good so it we yeah we recorded that on what March 2nd right Blackjack Day if you would so I talked to you about it in May if you drop it on June fifth, six five. That would have been great. That would have been funny. That would have been funny. Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. Missed opportunity. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we are here to talk about one of my favorite movies, Snatch. Uh, this is a Guy Ritchie film. Yeah. Um, and it uh, features a young Brad Pitt, uh, a young Jason Statham, and uh, a whole nother cast uh, that. Uh, people should be uh, familiar with. Uh, I remember watching this as a young adult. So it came out in 2001, I believe. And um, I loved it. I loved the... Yeah. Uh, I loved the... Um, oh, Snatch was in 2000. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mark is so Mark and I are recording in person. Oh is, yeah, yes, that's right. <laughs> we we should mention that. <laughs> uh, Mark and I are, are recording in person in El Cajon, California. Yeah, the anus of the- San Diego. <laughs> Mark, I that soundbite lives rent free in my head because anytime San Diego gets mentioned, I hear El Cajon. That's the anus of San Diego. <laughs> Isn't that great? Plus, yeah. it's William Shatner saying it right. <laughs> It's, it makes it that much so what better. what is that from? He was in a very short-lived uh, TV sitcom called Blank My Dad Says. It's like Shit My Dad Says. Yeah. It was based on a, a blog or it a was Twitter a, account, yeah, I think. Yeah, Twitter yeah. or Tumblr or something, like, something yeah. like that. Right. And so, yeah, he played the dad, basically, okay. and they lived in San Diego, so... Um, okay, I am trying to pull up the. Uh, I'm work. I'm working in a, in a uh, slightly different uh, setup here. Yeah. Let's. Um, so it comes out in 2000. Guy Ritchie's first, fi- or um, I shouldn't say his first film. Guy Ritchie did Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. I think a year ahead of Snatch. I think. I think it predates Snatch yes. just by a year or two. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, um, have you seen that one? Have no, seen- I haven't seen that one either. I was going to ask you about it. Okay, have, I assume you've seen it. Yeah. So I so I saw Snatch first, okay. and then I was like, oh, I want to see this other one. I like Snatch better. Okay. Uh, just a little more, little more the gambling references. Even as a young adult, I appreciated them. Um, I thought I think uh, Brad Pitt's um, character Mickey is just 
phenomenal. Hilarious. Just terrific. Um, okay, here we go. I got the cast up. Uh, Brad Pitt, Jason Statham, Vinny Jones, who we'll talk about. He plays a character. Vinny Jones was a Premier League midfielder mm-hmm. ahead of becoming uh, uh, an actor. And you probably would you would recognize him. In, in, uh, Benicio Del Toro, who which, uh, I'm sure many people recognize. Alan Ford, uh, Stephen Graham, both uh, notable. And then, of course, I want to mention Dennis Farina, who was in um, – Luck mm-hmm. that we talked yeah. about. He Look. was he was the um, uh, what's his name? Uh, who was the lead, who's the lead character? That yeah. He, so the lead character whose name uh, Dustin Hoffman. Dustin I can't remember Hoffman. the Ace yeah. was Ace. it Ace? Yeah, yeah. remember that? Yeah. Dennis Farina was like his chauffeur, but also kind of his. I don't know, hitman. <laughs> yeah, we didn't kill anybody. Kind of side man. Like, I don't know, something yeah, like Kind of Aaron boy almost. Oh, Dennis Farina was great. Uh, he was star of one of the great sort of unsung crime dramas from the 1980s called Crime Story took place in the early 60s. Uh, first year was in Chicago. Second year was in Vegas. Uh, and, you know, he's he was a former cop too, Dennis Farina. So, you know, he brought a, brought a, a certain sense of authenticity to his characters. So, yeah, he was great. And, uh, well, we'll talk about the movie more too here. But, uh, yeah, there's several cast members here who I think did a great job. So uh, something I'll bring up here at the top. Um, I noticed that. So I watched this on Amazon Prime. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure where uh, it was. It wasn't really available streaming anywhere. You either had to be a, a subscription member to like a YouTube video or YouTube TV or Prime Video or anything. Um, something that I do mark uh, when when you order on Amazon, it always gives you the option, or usually gives you the option, hey. If you're willing to wait a few more days, we'll give you some digital credits, right? Some credits, like a dollar or two off some some digital. Oh, uh, okay, element. yeah. I will almost always opt for that if I don't need something urgently. Uh-huh. So that way, when I do these better viewing things, <laughs> I can always rent it for free if it's not available somewhere else. Oh, there else. you go. Okay, yeah. yeah. We same thing here. We ended up just renting it through Amazon Prime, so not available free, quote unquote, right. from many of the streaming services. Yeah. Um, but Brad Pitt did this shortly after Fight Club, yeah. and apparently he was hesitant to take the role uh, when he saw the role was a boxer because he thought it was going to be too much like the uh, role in Fight Club. Interesting. But he was so interested in working with Guy Ritchie, he took the role. Oh, that's great! And I'm glad he did because uh, I I, uh, I I think his performance uh, steals a lot of uh, scenes. I agree, it's terrific. Now going back to Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Do you think there's enough gambling content in that to make it a better viewing choice in the future? I will go back and watch it. Okay. Um, it's I watched it like it's been 20 years since I've seen oh, right. uh, seen yeah. that show, yeah. right? Yeah. So or that movie. Um, cause I watched it shortly after. I was like, yeah, I like Snatch better, and then okay. I kind of moved on. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd have to see if there's enough to make it worth um, uh, us doing. Yeah. Okay, um, let's get started. This is it, there's a lot of gambling references, I guess, in the first half, and then the second half there's uh, it, there's a lot more uh, plot movement, and then uh, we get another gambling reference at the end. Um, okay, at the top we learn that Turkish as a boxing promoter, um, sort of at the top, and you know this is uh, Turkish, who's played by Jason Statham. He's with his uh, buddy Tommy, who I don't have the uh, the actor. Stephen Graham. There you go, Stephen Graham. Um, uh, by the way, this dialogue on like how on how they got their names, right? Like I was named after a plane, and he, Tommy thinks he was named after a gun, but he was named after like a like a Parisian dancer or something <laughs> <Yes>. like that. <laughs> so good. 
Um, and then during the title sequence, we have our first glimpse that Frankie Fourfingers, uh, played by Benicio del Toro, is a gambler. Um, and you see him at a table with gambling chips. This is the first um, uh, signal that Frankie Fourfingers is, in fact, a gambler. And so, you know, without, you know, if you make the assumption of a boxing promoter in London <laughs> that there's gambling baked into that, right? And then you get Denisio, or Benicio del Toro being a gambler. You're getting the nod here that, hey, there's some gambling uh, uh, in this movie. Right. Um, around the 11 minute mark, Turkish mentions dives in fights and that he does, that his boxers never dive. Mm -hmm. And this is, um, you know, this is a diving essentially being, you know, um, willingly to like giving up the fight essentially. Yeah, right. right? Mm -hmm. And this is how, this is how fixed gaming works. And this is what everybody has been yelling about when it comes to legalized gambling and such. What if, what if a fix is in? What if someone, right? That's, uh, you know, this is 20 years ago. And this was actually, I think, if you ask me, a larger concern in the unregulated market than it ever would be in the regulated market. Oh, right? yeah. Well, and this is a, a trope that goes back to the beginning of movie making too, right? Mm -hmm. Cheating in boxing. Uh, it has been the theme of a lot of movies and uh, real life, <laughs> right? It was a problem and still is. I bet still is a problem. Like you said, these are unregulated. This is underground boxing yes. in, in Snatch. So, yeah, when you, I think if you ask the common man, okay, you know, what do you think of when you think of a sporting event being fixed? Uh, I think boxing would probably be the number one answer. Boxing and then basketball. I'm going to go. You think of point, point shaving. shaving. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, uh, yeah but boxing definitely. And, you know, and Turkish brings this up in, in that his boxers never dive, right? So he's trying to imply that he is a pure boxing promoter. Uh, but that one – but um, – he he then is engaging with Bricktop, uh, who is played by Alan Ford. Alan Ford, maybe my favorite character in the movie. He is yes. so good in that role. So he has. We'll get to it. He has the. He has my favorite monologue in the entire movie. Uh, t uh, towards the uh, towards the well, towards the middle, I guess. Okay. Uh, well, we'll get there. Uh, Bricktop is uh is a gangster. He's a he's a underground uh London uh gangster, and he is the one who is both getting making sure that these fights are being fixed, and then making sure that there's bookies taking bets. Now, this is the part that is um uh this is the part that I think is important to note to note, right? Underground fixed boxing. If you're a bookie, you know that this stuff is happening. Mm -hmm. So Bricktop mentions, uh, I don't remember exactly what, like how what he said or how he said it, but like you know he has bookies that'll take the bets, and that was a, that was important to know because not every you know if you, if you were a if you were a inclined better and you didn't owe Bricktop anything, you're probably not going to take bets on fights that he's involved in, knowing his you know. So that was I think a a key part that maybe if you're not a gambler, you wouldn't have picked up on how important that was. Yeah. That, you know, uh, Bricktop has bookies that'll take the bets. No, uh, either, uh, you know, for, for whatever reason, uh, and that's an important part of this, uh, the storyline. And let me say something here, too. I, if I thought this was kind of interesting, just being an American, they referred to bookies in the singular. Yeah. So there were plenty of times where, oh, he, you know, he robbed that bookies. 
right? Yes. Or, you know, yeah. <laughs> hey, did you go over, you know, uh, a bookies was robbed or it, anyway, those are examples, right? So it's, it's uh, treated as a singular. I'd never heard that before. I think that might be a, uh, like an England English. Absolutely. Thing. Yeah. 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 Um, Bricktop, I like this. Bricktop likes to finish his fights quickly to get punters out before they find out. Right? <laughs> yeah, there you uh, go. Punters being the English uh, slang for uh, for a better. Yeah, and I I want to say something here while I think of it too. There's a scene towards the end of the movie where um, they've brought in a guy, kind of a guy to clean up uh, the mess, and uh, he's talking to Dennis Farina, and he's using a lot of British slang, and Dennis Farina kind of chastises him like. What the hell? I can't understand what you're saying. Use English. You're the ones who created the language, for God's sake, right? Yeah. He's so mad. And I just love that line. And I love the fact that Guy Ritchie, who is British, yeah. wrote that line. Yes. Right? <laughs> so Dennis Freena's character uh, is, uh, no, he's not born. He's cousin e- a- a- uh, A.V. Yeah. Um, he's based out of New York yeah, in this, right? right? Yeah, so he's, right. he's a character who's not actually uh, based in London for the entire uh, entire movie. Uh, around 1245, uh, two gents are conspiring, uh, conspiring, uh, oh goodness, um, I, that's a typo on my part, so I have to make through my own, uh, um, <laughs> they are, um, oh, okay, two, two gentlemen are conspiring to steal a stone that, uh, Fourfinger, Frankie Fourfinger stole earlier, right? So at this yes. point in, uh, there was a robbery that, uh, Frankie Fourfingers played about played by del toro um and that now that they have caught wind now this whole movie essentially is based around this large 84 carat diamond yeah so that's the MacGuffin for this movie yes. yeah that everybody is trying to get their hands on in some fashion uh except except for tommy and turkish right they're the only ones yeah, who, they don't care yeah <laughs> they're they're un, they're almost unaware blissfully yeah. unaware yeah. and uh they they just they don't want to get through this fight with their lives yeah, still right um, and the tip that the, he gives, uh, one gentleman gives um, uh, the other, is that Frankie loves to gamble, right? And yeah. and um, seconds later, we see Frankie is on the phone with his partner, and his uh, his partner being cousin Avi, uh, Avi or Avi? I, I assume it's Avi. Avi, yeah, there we go, yeah, Avi. Yeah, yeah. Um, Avi, uh, and Avi warns him stay out of the casinos. Right. It, apparently, Frankie Four Fingers has a bit of a problem. Yes. Um, that's a big. By the way, I, I think that sip uh, red on, uh, on the I microphone. I think so too. Yeah. I could hear it. So. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I'm here enjoying a rock star recovery uh, lemonade as provided. That's right. By, it's uh, early the in the morning household. here in uh, beautiful El Cajon, California. Beautiful El Cajon. <laughs> El Cajon. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, around 1550, uh, Boris the Blade, uh, who's a uh, who's a Russian in the uh, in the in the movie here. Um, was informed that Frankie likes gambling, and he is also the source in which uh, in which Frankie's trying to get a gun. So he sells Frankie a gun, but he doesn't take any money. Instead, he asks him to get a bet down on a boxing match, and of course, Frankie is intrigued. <laughs> There's clearly gambling involved here, um, and he just claims, "Oh, I can't make a bet with the bookies because of an outstanding debt." Yeah. Um, by the way, I recently, I, this is so, like, I have, so I'm limited at DraftKings, right? Like yeah, I, can't, I can't get yeah, it. That's insane. It, right. I, uh, Mark, I, I, when I see a number at DraftKings, especially for futures that I know I'm not going to get more than like $2 on, <laughs> I start shopping all of my friends who I know who uh, have a DraftKings account who don't really even play anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, 
hey, if you can get this down, I'll give you a 10% free roll. Uh, you know, like if it hits, you get 10% of it. If it, if it loses, I'll pay, I'll give you the money back. And of course they're willing to do it. They, they don't care if the, if their account gets limited after yeah, that, you know, sure. who cares? You know, it's a lot of, a lot of my friends who like open an account when, when, uh, the big bonuses. Yeah. Right. Th- yeah. And they, they don't really bet. They just want to take advantage of the bonuses. Yeah. So they still have this account that's not limited. Uh, anyways, little, <laughs> little aside on, on, on me getting around bookies mm-hmm. that I can't bet with. Um, around 2015, we, we meet Brad Pitt, who's Mickey. Um, and, uh, Turkish and Tommy are trying to buy a new caravan simply to be Turkish's office. And this is something that kind of escapes me every time I watch this movie <laughs> is that this whole engagement with the Pikes and with, uh, with Brad Pitt and all start with them, with Turkish just wanting a new office. Yeah. And a caravan, <laughs> again, this is something that I guess is a British term. I wouldn't have known it. It's just like a big trailer. Yeah. Big, yeah, big camper like, trailer. That you could live in. Yeah conceivably <laughs> yeah. right um and they they buy this new caravan they go to pull away with it and the wheels fall off and yeah. of course uh, brad pitt and his his uh fellow pikeys are like well uh hey you, you bought it fair and square like what do you want you, you didn't yeah. check for it to, be, to work well and brad pitt then negotiates with them well i'll, I'll fight you for it i'll fight you for your money right and, and, and they're with gorgeous or uh, i'm sorry tommy's with gorgeous george to- uh, turkish isn't there tommy's with gorgeous george who is the boxer that they are currently promoting yes yeah big guy yeah and so uh tommy then agrees uh, or they, they they settle on uh mickey's gonna fight gorgeous george uh, for the money in the caravan, and uh, he gets thrown around a little bit by George, and then he sits up, stands up, and and knocks him out. Yeah, <laughs> and the 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 joke, the the, the the I guess the the kind of the joke uh, here is, um, you know, if gorgeous George doesn't wake up from this knockout, that they're just gonna kill Tommy too to not have to explain what happened there, right? right? <laughs> uh, and so, um, and this this is this is how Mickey essentially enters the plot is is through this engagement or this situation with uh with tommy on trying to buy this caravan fighting uh um uh fighting uh gorgeous george and mickey again that's brad pitt he's (laughs) almost impossible to understand and it's great because not just for us american viewers i had the close captioning on but for the characters in the film too (laughs) right turkish and tommy are looking at each other what did he say did you understand a word of that (laughs) Uh, yeah, Brad Pitt has a ball with this role. Yes, um, it, in in the the execution of the accent uh, is what makes this this performance in my in my view uh, going away on, on in the film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, around twenty four twenty, uh, Boris offers a job to a couple of pawn shop uh, jewelers. Like it's, it's a typical pawn shop with a uh, that deals mostly with jewelry and. He Boris is offering them um, uh, money plus whatever they get at the bookie to hold up a bookie, and the signal is when a gentleman with four fingers and a briefcase goes inside. Now, of course, this is Frankie Four Fingers, who Boris just sold this gun to, saying, "Hey, go to this bookie. Go to, to this bookie. Go to this bookies. That's right. Go to this bookies <laughs> to place the bet. So essentially, he is he's." Essentially, getting someone else to rob—it's pretty clever, actually. Yeah, getting someone else to rob Frankie Four Fingers on his behalf, paying them a ton of money uh, to just get uh, what's in the briefcase with Frankie Four Fingers. Um, uh, Frankie uh, tells his uh, tells his guy, 
Um, so we then see Frankie's with, uh, the head. Is that, was that what his name is? Uh, yeah. Doug the head. Doug the head. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, he, I'm in a, I'm in a rush to make the bookies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to, uh, to make that bet. And of course the head is like, well, what do you know what I don't? Right. Yeah, and this right. is, everybody's starting to get intrigued with this. Uh, 2845 Turkish and Tommy are walking, uh, among their slot machines. This was another, uh, aspect of their, their business, if you will. Yes. Um, they had a slot machine hall essentially. Right. N- did not look fun. Uh, that, that was, I, the, look, I know it's 20 years ago. That looked like a degenerate hall. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Yep. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if this is a thing. He, so I didn't realize this was even a thing in Virginia. Uh, and I'm, I should probably look into what laws allowing this, but there are a handful of convenience stores around Virginia where like there's one or two slot machine esque type game, some mm-hmm. sort of, you know, yeah. uh, and I'm like, man, that's so bad. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. every once in a while I see someone playing it and I'm like, man, I'm sorry. There's, there's no entertainment here, right? Yeah. Like you, you are playing this because you're down, like you're just hoping to, to win something that's more than what you currently have. Right. And, it's, yeah, it's one thing if you're just taking the change that you just got and you throw it in the slot machine as you walk out the door. Right. It's something else if you're sitting, you know, that's what you decided today. Hey, I'm going to go down to the convenience store and yeah. spend the afternoon <laughs> playing the slots. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. That was, yeah, slot machines. Um, right. And they're, they're talking about, uh, they're talking about the, the, the situation with George fighting Mickey um, and what might come out of this. And lo and behold, George is now out of the match. He's injured from uh, getting punched in the face by Mickey. Mickey then agrees to fight in his place, uh, in in George's place, right? So this is this is the fight that that at the top I said, um, uh, you know, Turkish, you know, his boxers don't dive, uh, but he's he, but Bricktop is arranging this fight, and so uh, they, they're sort of um, by verbal contract agreeing to have a fighter in this fight, uh, and. Um, when they go to meet Bricktop to inform them that George is out and that uh, Mickey is going to uh, agree to fight, uh, Bricktop is – look, Bricktop is clearly the bad guy here. He's the villain. <laughs> yes. But he is understandably upset because <laughs> when you're arranging an underground boxing match that's fixed and you have people booking it <laughs> – it's complicated to rebook all of those bets, right? So he makes a point, like he's like, I'm gonna lose all of those bets with the bookies, right? And what's funny is in that sense, you're like, oh, there's multiple bookies, but to your point, no, no, I think they're talking about the same bookie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The one bookies. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe, but yes. <laughs> so what you find out later is that bookies, that shop is Bricktop's place. Yeah, and what essentially he's doing is he's booking all of these bets um, on this fight. He's fixing when the fight's going to end for him and his friends to get action down, or not maybe not him, but his friends get action down. And so his friends make a little bit of money, and then he makes a ton of money from everybody taking every other part of of the bet. Yeah, yeah. Um, Uh, yeah, you can't change finders. Uh, but then they, but then he's like, all right, well, the Pikey will fight. He just has to go down in the fourth. That's yeah. the, that's right. the agreement. He's going to go down, uh, in the fourth. Uh, Kate, cousin, I'm going to get this. Avi? <laughs> Avi, there you go. Cousin Avi and the head are talking about Frankie going to the fight. Avi panics, uh, because he knows that he's going to be gambling. So he quickly gets on a flight to London. 
Um, and this is when we learned that Frankie lost his finger because he couldn't pay gambling debts. <laughs> uh, yikes. Um, thankfully, uh, I've never been there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me neither. I've got all my yeah. appendages. Uh, this around a 36 minute mark. Uh, so this is this was about an hour and forty minute film, and we're just about, a little over a half hour in, and like a lot of the plot is revolving around gambling. Yes. So this is why I chose this film yeah. uh, to cover because a lot of it's front loaded with a lot of gambling references, a lot of situations involving gambling. Uh, Avi, Avi, Avi. <laughs> I don't know what this. <laughs> um, Avi and the head are now head are at the fight. And Avi uh, mentions, well, this isn't exactly Vegas, uh, which I just, I, <laughs> that's, you know. Yeah, it's a good line. Yeah. And I should mention here, and maybe you can refresh my memory too, but Mickey doesn't say he won't take a dive. He's, he's pretty much agreed with it yes. that he will take this dive for them in the fourth. So um, he agrees to the fourth fight and sort of is sort of nodding towards yeah yeah i got it kind of yeah right there's no like i will absolutely take a dive in the fourth it's more like yeah 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 (laughs) yeah he doesn't say anything though to make you believe that he won't do what's what's being asked of him yeah um and soul um and these are these are the um these are the pawn shop jewelers that were hired to rob the bookie uh, they follow the wrong guy into the bookie to rob the place. Yeah, they think it's Frankie Four Fingers. Yes. And, yeah. So at this point, uh, what has happened is Frankie is in a van behind their getaway car. <laughs> and Tyrone, who is an awful getaway driver who's been <laughs> hired to do this, backs up, hits the van, knocking Frankie out. And so Frankie doesn't ever ends up entering the bookie to make the bet in the first place. Mm-hmm. So they never see their four-fingered guy with a briefcase. Finally, they see a guy walk in with a briefcase and see, oh, well, that's got to be him. Yeah. So they run in there and uh, they go to rob the bookie. And the woman informs him that all bets are off, meaning clearly there's no money here. Like mm-hmm. the, the, yeah. We're done with cash transactions. Um. Anything here on the bookie? Uh, no, I no. don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then <laughs> they get stuck in the um, in the holding cell security area. Right. right? The they, woman behind the counter basically, you know, presses a button and everything comes down to sh- put the place into shutdown. Right. So they're trapped in. There. Yeah. So they can't get out, but for somehow they open from the outside. Yeah. Tyrone <laughs> just opens the door. They can't get out, but anybody can get in. <laughs> uh. Around so f- we're we're forty minutes in our fart our fight starts and Mickey smokes this guy with one punch in <laughs> the first round it smokes <laughs> him and punters are not happy with Bricktop. Um, there's one there's a as he's leaving there's uh, an encounter where a guy walks up to Bricktop and kind of uh, kind of you know you know upset that the tip didn't work. <laughs> And Bricktop kind of get uh, is like you know hey stop me while I'm walking again and make some make some threat against him. Look, I know we're watching the movie and we are fami- we know what these who these characters are supposed to be. Um, Bricktop c- came off pretty early as someone who I'm probably not getting an arms reach of uh, at any point for any reason. Uh, that's I think one of the reasons he was my favorite characters and Alan Ford just played him so wonderfully evil <laughs> yeah um if i was that guy i would i would have yelled from afar how upset i was <laughs> i would not have walked up to bricktop 
uh, and encountered him face to face. Uh, Bricktop then visits Turkish uh, to arrange another fight with Mickey. Uh, he's clearly upset. Um, he's threatening uh, Turkish, um, but he knows that. You know, this this is almost the most human moment that you see. I mean, human's a weird word, well, not the right word, but like the most practical moment you see, I think, with Bricktop. Bricktop has shown that he's willing to cut and kill anybody. Yeah. And you would think that that Mickey screwing this up for him would have been would have meant someone's gonna die. Yeah. But he you almost see that Bricktop knows the only way out of this is to get the Pikey to to do what's told in another fight. Yes, and it's it's the most it's almost the wisest thing you see Bricktop right doing the instead whole movie. of him just reacting emotionally and, and yep. killing Tommy or Turkish right, right. yep um, so they they set it up and again the deal is get the Pikey to fight again he's gonna go down in the fourth um, I don't know what I mean maybe that's the least bet round or I, something like that or who knows what yeah, you I know. don't know but it's always the it's fourth, probably yeah. arbitrary by Guy Ritchie's terms you know on maybe, which round yeah. but. Um, uh, so we're, we're about the 50 minute mark here. Mickey, uh, um, Mickey bets. Oh, so, so Turkish has approached Mickey about fighting again. Like, look, look, you screwed us over. Like you have to make good on this. <laughs> right. Like, and, uh, they're out doing, they're out playing some game where they set a couple dogs on a hair, right? It's a betting situation, right? Mm-hmm. And you either bet that the dogs catch the hair or that the hair escapes, and so Mickey then bets Turkish, well, hey, uh, I'll bet you, you know, if, if you choose and if you win, uh, I'll do, I'll, I'll fight for free. But if, if, I, if I win, uh, I want a new caravan from Mama, yeah. right? And, yeah. you know, and, uh, and Turkish bets against the hair. Now, I'm seeing this hindsight of seeing, of seeing the, the Rabbits are super agile. <laughs> I I don't know if I would have two against one is not you know not very you know the, the dogs are going to constantly be in pursuit. Um, I don't know if I would have gone with the with the hair, uh bet against the hair. I think I would have backed the hair on this one. Yeah, yeah. It's an agile creature. Very much so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but again, that's uh. The, the, anyways, the hair wins. Uh, Turkish loses his bet, and he has to. Uh, the, the deal here is that there's a new caravan coming for, for Mickey's mom, uh, in order for him to do the fight. And, you know, this is a credit to Guy Ritchie, right? His movies are full of, you know, sort of over the top violence and, you know, sometimes it's played for laughs, but good for the hair. He got away. We didn't have to see a couple of dogs (laughs) killing a hair. (laughs) Um, I couldn't remember. So I watching it last night was the first time I'd seen it and seen this movie in years. Uh Uh-huh. And I told my wife, I was like, hey, I need to watch this movie ahead of uh, recording with Mark. And I was like, and I don't think it's baby friendly. So I should probably, like, I was, I was like, I, I don't know how impressionable she is, but I don't like the sounds and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, yeah. I decided to watch it at the table with my headphones in instead okay. of having, like, my, my laptop open in bed or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I certainly wouldn't watch it in front of a toddler. Right. Yeah. <laughs> My 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 wife, who admits to having early life nightmares, is worried about just sounds and oh, how they penetrate yeah. the brain and stuff sure. like that. So, um, when 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 Better Baby was super, when she was like baby baby and mm-hmm. like newborn baby, I, like I was watching The Witcher, you know, <laughs> sure, you know, with yeah. her. But <laughs> but as she was as she was developing, I was like, ah, maybe sounds from The Witcher aren't the best things for <laughs> to to penetrate her brain. Um, that was uh, okay. So, 
Bricktop. So we've we've gone to a point now where Bricktop is visiting the uh, the the pawn shop uh, guys, and they have um, uh, at this point, and you know, I'm, I'm uh, I hope people decide to watch the movie uh, ahead of this. So I don't have to <laughs> give all the You're context here. Much, yeah. yeah, but at this point, there's a there's a body they're trying to deal with. And he gets uh, Bricktop, um, you know, visits them because he learns that they're the ones who tried robbing his his shop. Yeah. Well, you know what? I am going to put a spoiler here because okay. I think it's important to my experience in watching the film. So it turns out the body is Frankie Fourfingers. Right. He's been killed. Now, that really came as a surprise to me. In fact, at first I thought, oh, he's not dead. Because they had set up so much, oh, he's a degenerate gambler, Yeah, right? Keep him away from the casinos. So I thought that was going to be a major plot point, is we would see him getting in trouble gambling at the tables or wherever. Right. And then suddenly he's dead. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was a little bit of a surprise to me. Um, yes. Uh, but, I mean, he died for a good reason. You know, <laughs> can't he has like, you idiots, you can't know my name until he shoots him. <laughs> Um, so Bricktop visits these, uh, the pawn shop jewelers and, uh, he sits down and this is my favorite monologue of the entire movie. Uh, Bricktop has a monologue about disposing a body and he talks about how you have to chop, but like you can't move it. So you have to chop it up and you need to, you need to feed it to the pigs, but you need to remove the teeth. Now you can do that afterwards, but you don't want to be going through pig poop, do you? And this whole thing. It's it's just this. It's so well delivered. Oh yeah, and it's, it's so intimidating. Like it, if someone it, was describing this to me, I'd be like, "This, I'm not. I don't want to be in the same room with this guy." Right. Ever. He's so matter of fact about it yep. that it's frightening, right? And he obviously is trying to intimidate these yep. guys, right? Like, oh, I've dealt with a lot of dead bodies. Here's what you need to do, and yep. they're just like, eh. so there's so the the unspoken hero in this in this scene is the friend of, uh, of of Vinny and Soul, who's there to help them when Bricktop shows up. We don't know who this guy is. He just presumably was someone. And Bricktop, when he walks in, he's like, do you guys know who I am? And this guy who we've never met goes, I do. Mm-hmm. And he says it in such a way where... Like you know the you know the terror and intimidation that Bricktop has in this world, yeah. And it it was so and the whole time you can see the uncertain fear in this guy's eyes as Bricktop is doing things. I thought this this guy will never show like, like perfect performance on yeah. on being the person who knows who Bricktop is because because <laughs> Vinny and Sora are like. Yeah, but who are you? Like, <laughs> yeah, like they're being they're being very like we don't care. Like yeah. you know, hurt. And this guy, like, the whole time is like you can tell how afraid he is. It's it's it, very very great performance by uh, uh, by this gentleman. Uh, I probably should have learned uh, learned his name to give yeah, him true sorry, props. I don't but have it in front of yeah, it's okay. <laughs> he, I mean, just clearly an extra who's just in the scene with them here. But uh, well done by him. Um, but yeah, that's uh, it. Two, I have two monologues in this movie that I that I absolutely loved. That one was the uh, was my favorite uh, by Bricktop there. Um, around fifty nine forty, Avi, Avi, Avi. You get it. I, <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is I go to Avi first and then I correct myself. Uh, it's, it's funny. We'll end up going back and watch the movie. We won't even be close. Yeah. it's Avi. <laughs> it's Avi. What's yeah. the uh, Avi uh, hires. 
Bullet Tooth Tony, who is played, uh, who is played by uh, Vinny Jones, right? Is that his name? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, Vinny Jones, who was a former midfielder for Wimbledon in the Premier League, mm-hmm. and uh, he was a professional footballer before he became a uh, became before he became an actor. He was in Snatch. He was in Eurotrip. I don't know if anybody remembers uh, the movie uh, Eurotrip, and they end up taking like a uh, a mega bus uh, tour, and like he's on, the, like they're partying with him. No, Anyways, Vinny Jones has been it. has been in a few movies, and uh, this you know this work with uh, Guy Ritchie is kind of what put him on the map. And he mm-hmm. got several. He, he kind of got like random roles every year. Uh, he'd get like one or two roles, but I thought I think it's a cool backstory here. Uh, he hires Bullet Tooth Tony. Uh, to find Frankie and uh, Bullet knows that the that bookies were robbed and he's like we're we're gonna start there because that's the last place Frankie was seen. Um, then we have about uh, no I'm sorry I'm jumping ahead um, around 102 uh, so a minute two or I'm sorry hour two um, Mickey doesn't want to fight. Uh, so he can care for his mom. This is news that we get from Turkish, right? Like, uh, he's not—he doesn't want to fight because he has to care for his mom. Yeah. And Bricktop's not having it because, uh, like this ha- this fight has to happen. Yeah. And so he has Turkish's slots smashed and has Mickey's mother burned alive in her caravan. It's probably it, it kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Because you expect there to be some intimidation. And you see the caravan on fire, and you're like, all right, well, she's going to get a new one. And you hear Jason Statham, who's Turkish, who's who's narrating a lot of these scenes, mm-hmm. says, uh, well, she was sleeping in it. And you're like, oh, God. You know, like, that's yeah. uh, that it got dark really fast. Yeah, so, enough. yeah, right, exactly. So the movie is very funny and, you know, intense. But this is the first moment where it's like, oh, okay, this really is bad. Yeah. Bricktop is super evil yeah. and you kind of see the writing on the wall for Bricktop at this point yes. <laughs> from a you know moviegoer standpoint right yeah <laughs> um so there's a lo- there's a lot of non-gambling scenes beyond this right there, this is mm-hmm. a lot a lot of what you get for the next mm, almost 20 minutes is is the pursuit of the diamond and Bricktop trying to handle his business. It's essentially what you get for like 20 minutes yeah. is, is, a, is a lot of um, non-gambling scenes that are about the diamond or about Bricktop or, or um, and then, but my second favorite uh, monologue of, you know, I love a good monologue. Mark. <laughs> uh, my second favorite monologue of the movie, Vinny Jones. And this is why I had, this is why actually I learned last night that he was a premier league player. Cause like, who is this guy? Oh, okay. He, delivers this great monologue uh he's getting robbed by Vinny and soul who uh have they have they have uh, ski masks on and they have replica guns uh replica <laughs> pistols and Vinny uh tries selling soul on these like no oh, like who's gonna like mess with the look how cool with it and they go and they go to rob him and Vinny Jones uh bolt to uh Tony unfazed and he sits down and he has this fantastic monologue about about cock and balls and all sorts of and that's not why but it, it ends with with him with saying like you know being that you have replica written down the side of your gun and then it quickly shows replica and he's like and then he puts his gun and I got Desert Evil .50 on the side of mine uh and he's it, it's at first you're like, where's this going? You know, like, wait, wait. and then he ends it with like, my gun's gonna blast you away, and you have toy. Gu-. Anyways, uh, I love that scene, that that monologue, yeah. uh, well delivered. 
Um, so we're about the hour 20 minute mark. You got you missing anything on your end? No, no. Uh, it's good. Uh, we're on the hour, hour 20 uh, mark. Turkish and Tommy are uh, Turkish and Tommy are playing cards and they're talking about the fight coming up with Mickey. Tommy's worried that he's going to get knocked out, that, that he's going to knock out his opponent again like he did last time in the first round. Uh, Turkish is worried that he's just not going to make it to the fourth round altogether because Turkish is aware that they're having the wake for Mickey's mother and that he's just going to get absolutely trashed. Yeah. And that the chances of him making, you know, four or five round, uh, f- uh, uh, making a fight. Um, that's like 20 minutes in, right, is is going to be a, a, a tall task. Is that yeah. a long boxing match, uh, five minutes? It's, it's, is it three it's minutes? It's three minutes. Yeah, yeah I think uh-huh. you're right. Yeah, three yeah. minutes. It's um, uh, MMA is five minutes, I think, for title fights. Anyways. Um, anyways, Thomas is ve- Th- Tommy is very anxious, and Turkish is uh, acting unfazed. Uh, <laughs> sort of like it is almost like what it is what it is. Like uh-huh. fa- fate will, will decide. Uh, hour, uh, one hour, 26 minutes. The the fight has has now started. This is the uh, this is the the culmination of the movie. Essentially, the fight has begun. I'm getting text messages from Treasure Bay in uh, in Biloxi. Uh, the <laughs> uh, the the fight has started. Bricktop is reassuring the punters around that Mickey is going down in the fourth. He kind of reencounters a couple of those guys that were that were uh, upset at the first fight. Right, reassuring I, them. Hey. I killed his mother. He doesn't say that, but that's yeah. what he's saying. I killed his mother. He knows what I'm capable of. Of yep. course, he's going down in the fourth. Of course, he's going down. Um. So the fight happens, and it's actually uh, the the fight sequence is pretty unique. I've never seen a it, 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 the guy Rishi had a lot of creative license. I think that's not the right way of putting it. He um, it, it's kind of all over the place. Yeah, know? it's very it, stylized. Yeah, yeah, for very sure. stylized. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yep. Yeah, and um, but it, it's showing both. It's showing Brat Mickey both trying not trying um and at some point uh turkish is like you need to go in there and hurt him because it's going to look like you're st- you're yeah. you're diving right like yeah. you stop you know go in there and hurt him and finally they make it to the fourth and mickey's on the ground after after a big pop and and in a flash they even they even speed up the 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 film here he stands up and just knocks out the guy yeah. fourth <laughs> this is the round that he's supposed to go down in he goes down, and this is the fourth. All he needs to do is stay down, yeah. and everybody's good. And they speed up the film. He stands up and pops uh, the guy who's uh, who he's fighting. Right. And of course, it does the pan or it does the zoom in on like the first brick top, and then Turkish and Tommy of like everybody's like, oh shit, yeah, <laughs> this is not. And you you see before this knockout, you see that Bricktop has sent all of his men to the Pokies encampment. Yeah, with the you know, orders that they're going to basically kill everybody there if Mickey does not take the dive. Yep. So we've seen that. So we know that that is what supposedly is going to happen at this point. And he's war- he's warned his henchmen in that are out in the alley. Hey, if you see Turkish and the Pikey come out before me, pop them right. Yeah, like they're right. Just, like that's when you know it didn't go the way you know uh, it should have. It just right. take them out. Right. Um. So Mickey pops this guy. Um. Uh, Nicky pops this guy uh, after he gets up, and uh, he knocks him out. Um, <laughs> he knocks him out in the fourth. Mickey has a counter to all of these 
placements that that Bricktop has, right? He has uh, his guys in the camp uh, light up the the vans that are there with Bricktop's men. Mm-hmm. He uh, they um, they took over the vehicle that is uh, that was Bricktop's henchmen, and they actually pop Bricktop when he walks up to the car. Mm-hmm. And Jason Statham then hits the narration again, and we find out that Mickey had had money riding on himself uh, for this. Which, if you if you if you you know, of course, like, oh, why why wouldn't he just bet on himself? He took a beating. <laughs> yeah, that. right. It's yeah. So when you look at look back, <laughs> and he was hungover, right? Yeah, From the wake, right? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's hungover. He took a beating, uh, but he bet on himself, and he had everybody. He had. Uh, all of his guys in place um, to uh, to to counter Bricktop and uh, and he takes out Bricktop and that's um, that's essentially uh, essentially the end. I will save the last scene for anybody who decides to watch this after the fact. That sounds good. Yeah. Um, what was your so you I've seen it uh, I've seen this probably 20, 30 times in my life. It's it's one of my favorite movies. Uh, both um, I, I I'm a fan of Jason Statham in general. I'm a fan of Brad Pitt in general, and um, you know the monologue. Of course, like when I'm in my 20s, the the monologue of like the .50 seemed really cool. You know, like putting a big gun on the table. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, you know, if I watch this for the first time now, I may I don't know if I would th- if I would consider it a uh, a favorite, an all time favorite. But when I watched it, it's at the young age of like 19, I think, or 18. Um, you know, it was, uh, it, 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 it resonate, not resonate with me. I enjoyed it enough and thought it was cool and I liked the style. Um, so it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. It's interesting. You talk about Jason Statham too. He, this is sort of before he established himself as an action star, right? He's mm-hmm. not, you know, he's, he's, he's a kind of a tough guy in this, but more of the victim than yeah. anything else. But yeah, I think this movie holds up uh, more than 20 years later. In fact, I think that if you watch it, other than you know seeing that people aren't checking the internet on their cell phones and things like that, you would think this is a more recent film than it actually is. Uh, I l- love Guy Ritchie movies. He's certainly got a style yeah. that if you watch... You know, there's certain directors where as soon as you start watching the movie, you know who it is. Robert Altman, who did California Split that we talked about on a previous episode. Yeah. You can tell one of his movies. Tim Burton, you know, is another obvious one. Certainly Wes Anderson these days. It's real obvious when you're seeing... And I think Guy Ritchie, too. It's obvious that you're watching a movie because they're very bombastic, in-your-face, violent, uh, but a lot of humor. And I, I like... Uh, yeah, I think he brought a really good twist on... Uh, Sherlock Holmes, for example, right? You know, the Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey Jr. Oh, sure. He's, you know, it's suddenly he's like this tough guy, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. instead of the way you imagine. But anyway, so I'm a fan. So if you like Guy Ritchie movies, yeah, I think this is a good example of uh, what it is, um, of his style, rather. Uh, but yeah, very much enjoyed it. Uh, I was a little surprised that there wasn't more gambling. Okay. Based on, again, how they sort of set it up initially. Yeah. And so as a result, I don't have a lot of notes. Yeah. Um, I don't, I guess I will say, I don't know if Pikey is a derogatory, t- I mean, something so, we shouldn't be saying on this podcast. So, I don't know. It's it, certainly if you say it in America, nobody turns ahead. If you were to say it in Great Britain, is it, 
you know, something like, oh, you shouldn't be using that word. Maybe. They certainly use it plenty in the movie. <laughs> yeah. So I'm saying it here simply because to, to people can easily follow along with the, uh, with the, the knowing exactly what we're referencing. Right. Right. It's, right. it's sort of a, a term kind of like gypsy, which is not a very, right. you know, a, a good term uh, either. Right. No, nomadic. Yes. Sort of uh, uh, people, you know, riding around these caravans. You but know, it, so. if you if you look up the word pikey, it does say it's a derogatory. Okay, so term. you know, yeah. again, so I don't know. You know, I, I wouldn't use it outside the context of us talking about. Okay, this movie. so yeah, I just yeah. want to be clear on that that we're not, you know, <laughs> hey, pikey. Yeah, know, let's not, not let's, not, let's not go to the casino <laughs> calling each other pikeys. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, but anyway, uh, yeah, very much enjoyed the movie. So, um, like like Mark mentioned, um, he did uh, Sherlock Holmes. We mentioned Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. Uh, he did The Covenant. He did The Gentleman, and then of course Snatch and the Monks. You know, plenty of other movies too. Yeah, and uh, we watched Rock and Rolla, one of his movies uh, from a little while. Back. Again, same kind, same kind of thing with these characters, with these names and yeah. the underground. We really enjoyed that one too. So yeah. So, um, I'm putting you on the spot with this question, um, but. Brad Pitt is one of my favorite actors, um, uh, period. Um, okay. I probably, if I had to choose just male actors, I could probably get him in, in a top 10. Okay. If I, had, if I was uh, choosing, uh, if I was listing all actors, I, I probably couldn't get him in a top 15 or top 20. I'm curious how, if you had to make a top whatever actors, how deep does it have to go before Brad Pitt is inc- definitely included? It might have to go pretty deep. Okay. Uh, you know, I... In the right role, he's good. He was great in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. He was great in this. In some things, eh, you know, not so much. So, uh, you know, I it, like in the uh, Ocean movies, yeah. you know, it's very entertaining. So, I guess maybe there are some roles, and I'm sorry I can't come up with examples, okay. where I think, uh, he was okay. So Meet Joe Black. Yeah, I, I, it's a good movie. Yeah, he's okay in it. You know what? Here, he's he's definitely a movie star. He's yeah. got everything that a movie star needs to have. So you know, I I don't, I'm not trying to put him down in any way. Yeah. And again, there, but as far as acting goes, um, yeah, even even what? Oh, would you watch a Brad Pitt movie? Would that skew you into more wanting to watch the movie or not? Yeah, probably not. So the so the so I think that's where he gets uh, the benefit for me is the answer is yes. There uh-huh. is not only do I enjoy his performances, but I'm I. There are very few Brad Pitt movies that I've watched that I dislike. Okay. So he's often in things that I enjoy naturally, anyways. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, my introduction to Brad Pitt was Fight Club. And <laughs> when you're a teenager, Fight Club is just the coolest thing ever. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah. you know, the thing is, I guess I was I'm too old. For Fight Club to have affected me as it clearly has, yeah, you know, people from your generation, because that I hear that a lot. Oh my gosh, Fight Club really, you know, spoke to me. Yeah. So, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, he's good in that. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, you don't have to think too hard about this, but like, like, what's uh, if you had to choose a movie that you uh, like a favorite Brad Kit, uh, Brad Kit, Brad Pitt. <laughs> movie either either a movie that you he was in you just really liked or a role that you thought he excelled in you oh can, it's this one it's snatch it's snatch yeah, yeah. now okay. having seen it for sure okay yeah um well very good yeah <laughs> well uh this was um it was it was really nice to come back to this movie um, I was really glad that I was reminded. I don't remember how I was reminded of it again, <laughs> but I was like, "Oh yeah, Snatch." Yeah, and I was like, "That has that has enough gambling in it. I think it's worth talking about on better viewing." Yeah. <laughs>
have you what have you been watching recently have has any have you seen a gambling reference in any of it um gosh i i can't think of anything usually when i do come across something i'll record it or you know maybe for so i have a a clip or something for later if i need it but no i i haven't you know i've been watching too many uh tv shows and the movies uh that i've been watching not too many gambling Okay. So, yeah, sorry. Answer's no. That's okay. <laughs> um, I uh, Strange Planet, the new animation series on Apple TV. Uh-huh. Um, if anybody's familiar with, like, the, it was a famous cartoon that Nathan Pyle did for, for years of aliens that would would use uh, very objective ways of describing Yeah, you something. post a lot of his, uh, or repost things on Facebook. Yes, and, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, so like, you know, uh, coffee is jitter liquid, uh-huh. uh, a, a bed is a rest slab, right? Mm-hmm. And there's their view of the world. Very So Apple TV, made, uh, it's co-created, not co-created, it's co-produced by Dan Harmon. Okay, um, And it was really well done. Um, okay. It's a very... Almost in a Ted Lasso way, it's just sort of it's like light and heart. Like mm-hmm. you're like, ah, oh, it, it makes me feel good. Like watch okay, this. There you go. Good. No gambling references, <laughs> uh, but it's a good if you, if you enjoy that. Um, if you enjoy uh, Dan, uh, Danny Pudi, um, sure from Community, who, from Community mm-hmm. is one of the is one of the main uh, voice actors. So uh, I do recommend that. I think I mentioned this on the last main feed episode that you and I did, but I watched Bullet Train on Netflix. Oh uh, yeah, uh-huh. okay, yeah. there you go, Brad Pitt. Right? Yeah, yeah, also Brad yeah, Pitt. A yeah, yeah. uh-huh. uh, handful of unsuspected uh, um, uh, gambling references. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed that. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. Yeah, uh, I finished The Witcher. Um, nothing in season three, um, but uh, and so uh, we'll, we'll mention the which are the uh, there's a couple of gambling references at the very top of the series that we'll bring up um, at the uh, in the next episode. Okay. Um, otherwise, I think uh, I've just had my fingers crossed that my favorite shows get, get finally get finished for the next season. Right, like Severance is a Severance shrinking. Like there's a lot of good shows that we've been waiting for this writer strike to finish. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, yeah, the actors will also make a deal, and yeah, we'll move forward. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I can't say too much about it, or I can't. Uh, so I have a friend who who has a, who wrote an article uh, in some aspect of military history that ended up becoming a movie that Tyler Perry produced. Oh, okay. And. Tyler Perry apparently believed that, uh, and this was like as of like a month ago, that they were a month or two away from the strike wrapping up. So Tyler Perry, at the very least, seemed optimistic that there was an end in sight. Okay, good. Um, I don't, I don't know how familiar, I don't know how, how I, I don't know how aware Tyler Perry really, or how <laughs> how close he is to the situation, but uh, Tyler Perry is optimistic. Okay, good. Um, the next thing, I mean, and you and I can talk about this offline, but. Um, you know, we're we've we've brought this up on I think every episode that we've done. Uh, you know, we've talked about a lot. We've talked about a lot of the obvious gambling movies. Um, there's plenty of poker movies still out there mm-hmm. that we haven't touched on. Cincinnati Kid always comes to my mind when yeah, right. um, on things. I don't think we didn't never we never really done. Did we do rounders? No, we've no, never we, done rounders. We should probably do rounders. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. I think it's I think it's time to to do round. Uh, we've yeah. I think we've been avoiding rounders because it's so obvious. It's so obvious, right? But, but I think yeah. it's time. Yeah, you're. Right. We should probably okay. let's do rounders next. Sounds good. All right, yeah. Mark. Always a pleasure, my friend. All right, thanks for coming over to El Cajon, <laughs> California. The the, you can bet Diego. on that studios. <laughs> You know, I, I I don't know if anybody else feels this feels this way. I I kind of miss the from El Cajon, California. I kind of miss an intro and um 
you have stopped throwing to Dr. Mike in a way where he responds, hello. Uh, I used uh, yeah. to live for the Dr. Mike hello, and it's not there anymore. No, it's not because, yeah, he's not sitting across yeah. from me anymore. I guess I could say, and sitting, you know, thousands Virtually of miles Virtually across from me, yeah. 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 Maybe. I know people like that. Yeah. But, uh, I'll, I'll think about it. We'll see. Right. Things change. Things evolve. All Very right. Very good. Thanks, Mark, sir. we're off to the casino. Yeah, here we go. Bye. Bye.